Hola, everyone. I'm Jenny Solans along with my husband, Ben. Hola, chicos. Bienvenidos a Breaking Español. Every week, we share our journey as we learn Spanish, immersing ourselves into Latin culture while raising our young son bilingual. And we hope that hearing our story inspires you to embark on your own language learning journey. ¿Están listos? Vámonos. Enjoy the show. Hola, hola, everyone. Welcome back to Breaking Espanol. How are you, Ben? Doing well. Doing well, despite the gloomy weather. Yeah? Oh, this is gloomy to do you. Uh-huh. <laughs> we get so spoiled in the winter here that just a couple clouds in the sky is gloomy to us. Makes me want to sleep. No, I do feel like that, but... <laughs> Speaking of clouds, do you know how to say cloudy? Nublando? Close. Nublado? It's... Well, now I'm going to forget it, so... <laughs> Why does that always happen? <laughs> Did you not have it written down? Uh, well, I really honestly been using it a lot, so I thought I had it going on, but now when you I just... I nubles. There are you, clouds. When you just said that, I was like, wait, let's see. Let's... Conf- I think I got that from my phone when I had it in Spanish. Which was so helpful, huh? Uh, you know... Nublado. You said nublando, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nublado. right. So I tend to want to say nublando because if you say anything with a star, it's ando. So like, I am running, I am walking, I am working. It's all trabajando, comiando. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. So it's I kind of thought like that was the same thing when I saw it, nublado. And so I was saying it with an N and... I wonder if you could use it as, because I think the direct translation would be like clouding because it's on though, meaning it's a present, like it's happening currently. So I wonder if uh, you could use it in terms of like, you know, clouding your judgment or something like that or clouding your vision. You know how we would use that in English? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, and I think you can do the same thing with rainy too. Mm, Yo yo viendo. That's a IR. Well, that's like it's it, an ER verb, Yeah, so. that's like it is raining, but lloviendo. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been a fun one to use. Just instead of being like, you know, I point up to the sky with Jack if there's clouds in the sky, and it's just like nubes. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just pointing to the clouds, but it'd be it's kind of fun to be able to say it's like cloudy. it is cloudy or cloudy. Uh, how was your week? ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, muy bien. Muchas cosas uh, para trabajar, pero. Este tiempo la temperatura está muy tranquilo. Mm, sí, so, sí. Super mellow this week. This time of year, you know, late in the year. Opposite for me though, I feel like mm. mucho clientes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have lots of clients this time of year, but mm-hmm. I feel like this has been a really fun that I've been excited to share is how many people in our circle are just growing that speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. So just last night we were running around. Um, just out for the night, we went to the farmer's market and there was this little sip and shop kind of for the holidays. And we ran into a couple people and one girl, she's so excited to speak Spanish to me and she's been starting to text me in Spanish, Mm -hmm. which is good because I knew she was learning. She started taking lessons with Lalo, but until she initiated texting in Spanish, I didn't like, I guess Mm -hmm. I could have, but I didn't really think about doing it with her in Mm -hmm. Spanish. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, I think I've talked about this before. It's so hard to really get into texting in Spanish because if you're in a hurry and you just glance at it, like, I need a second. Like, when you'll, <laughs> like, Ben always texts me in Spanish. But if I'm 
you know, running errands around or I'm like at work and I have five minutes in between clients to check my text, it tends to take me a little bit longer than if it was in English and I could just respond back right away. And so remember I told you that the other day, I was like, the reason I don't respond for hours. Sometimes when I'm texting with friends too, you just have to get to the point. So we'll switch to English, but yeah, I text with a lot of people in Spanish. Well, and she's a client as well. And so I think a lot of times we're talking about appointments or things like that. And I don't want to mess up like what yeah, day and yeah, time exactly. she's supposed to show up. There's a cool, I don't know if it exists on iPhone, but on Android, if you have Google Translate, you can have it do a thing where you just select a piece of text, like a text message or something on a website. And this little thing will pop up on the side on Google Translate and you can click on it and it'll instantly translate whatever uh, whatever you selected, the text that you that you selected. Yeah, a lot of the social media avenues are doing that now as well, right? Like Facebook and Instagram. Where they auto-translate? Yeah, yeah, where it will auto-translate, and then it will say, was this a good translation? <laughs> like you posted something the other day. Uh, we have a page for Jack that we post all our photos and videos of him to the family, mm-hmm. and it didn't even say, do you want to translate or have a translate button? It, it just it, did it. It did it, and yeah. you said, um, I think you put Donde Jack, Mm-hmm. because that's usually what you say and so it said where jack oh yeah and i was like why did ben write where jack right i was like yeah because that's like the how you speak versus how you write well yeah because you know? that was the what the video was he was saying in the video Don't Don't they jack. jack. yeah but it was be. it was funny because it never even showed me it hmm. in spanish yeah it had already yeah i've seen that too where um it had like already... lalo will post something from the from his cultural and language center yeah uh, and it translates Facebook, it and it'll show up in english and i'm i'm looking at it going what the hell like what yeah you and know it, and it's it's not and perfect, it says like so. rate this translation and i think from there you can say put it back to spanish yeah, but yeah. it's smart it's figuring out that you speak english and all your friends are english uh-huh. speaking but um, yeah but it, it hasn't really figured out people like us that want to learn or people that no. are fully bilingual that's where a, you're okay with it being in both languages. It's like, hey, don't translate it. Like, you know, because the translations aren't perfect. So it's going to lose a little bit of context there. Yeah. But I mean, that's a different thing altogether. But yeah. Yeah. So I ran into her last night and we had so much fun just chatting really quick. Not too much Spanish when we were out and about because, like I said, it was in a hurry. But uh, I'm so proud of her for speaking or for texting and like pushing yeah. that kind of new relationship forward and she found a um a reading hour in spanish mm-hmm. so at the library yeah, yeah the library always does these uh story time that's the word i was looking for story time hour and we've gone before but i i have said this a couple times like i wish i could find one that does music or songs and games and reading in spanish just mm-hmm. because that's where I think Jack gets a lot of that extra, you know, we're doing that at home too. Because it's so crazy how much English he still hears. Yeah. Like, he still hears a ton uh, if someone stops by our house and we they don't know Spanish. You know, just having parents that speak English, he's going to hear English when we're in the community all the time. So I like to amp up those other areas as much as possible. And so finding a story time in Spanish was kind of cool, and so I think we're going to try to check it out next week. I'll let you know mm-hmm. if we end up going. They're usually short, you know, 20 minutes or so, but just hearing those words and those books that are common, because that's how they start those little, you know, like brown bear, brown bear, yeah, oso pardo, oso I feel pardo. like Jack can already pick up a lot of things, you know, oh, like I'll say, absolutely. I'll say, tengo que ir, which means like I have to go, and instantly he starts like running at me, grabbing me, like doesn't want me to go. 
Like, he just this knows is, now. He's at that age where he's really starting to understand, even though he can't really vocalize very well. Absolutely. I saw a shift about a month ago of he fully knows everything we're saying, knows where you could point to things. He loves pointing to La Luna. You know, yeah. he points to it and you say La Luna and he sees anything. And he's even figured out now the half-shaped moon and the full moon mm. are the same. Like, that was just something he grasped he it, yeah. Rec- recently. Yeah, we were reading a book, and I said, ¿Dónde donde está el camión? Like, where's the truck? Mm-hmm. And there was a picture of a bunch of things, like birds and other stuff, and he pointed directly to the truck, and I was like, wow, I, yeah. I did not expect him to get that. So Yeah, because he's not really vocalizing much. In fact, I feel like we've even regressed a little bit. In the beginning, he said a lot of individual words right he said hola and agua and he still says mama and dada in fact mm-hmm. mama he didn't say for weeks there was like mm-hmm. three or four weeks where a few good weeks there yeah <laughs> all he said was dada everything was dada and so the fact that he understands so much is you can totally see it and he's starting to really get the and he's getting like the full conversation like when patty came in today she was telling me how, in all in Spanish, she was telling me how she went to the door. Um, she was going to shut the door, and Jack was in his room. And she said, you know, espérate, Jack. Like, you know, wait, Jack, I'll be right back. And she went to the front door, and she didn't hear Jack, but he had c- kind of come after her. Mm-hmm. And so when she turned around, she said, oh, my mi grande cola, like my big <laughs> butt hit him and bounced him off. Oh, yeah. And so, he, you know, he of course, he was crying and whatever. So she's telling me this story as I'm holding Jack today. And he's like totally listening. And she goes, that's fair, dad, Jack. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. And, and he, he starts, like knows when to speak. Yeah, he starts telling this little story. like, And she was like, I know, you know. And so it's cute because I really think he's starting to grasp conversation. He knows you can tell the cadence of his pitch. Like he knows when mm-hmm. to, when it's a question. Uh, we're just not seeing those big words yet um we'll get there yeah and i also happy to have it at this stage i know and i also think too as many words is coming his way you know i say la luna then someone else says moon like it's Mm going to take a little bit to really those meld together together. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, but i'm i'm really happy to see that (laughs) you know some days i don't feel like i'm the most confident in speaking spanish with my accent and everything and just that he understands it and Mm -hmm. understands other people is like okay cool like yeah that one worked you know well i I feel like that sense of what you're talking about with just kind of like getting your perception used to parsing the words out is true for us as well right like if we have this kind of mixed uh experience where we speak english and spanish and then we go uh or we listen to something or we watch a movie or something and all of a sudden it's totally in spanish it takes us a few minutes to kind of switch our brain into that mode to where we can really pick out what they're saying. Where as, you know, just initially you're like, whoa, 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 wait, mm-hmm. it's way too fast. It's way too fast. And then after a few minutes, you're like, oh, okay, it's fine. It's fine. And how many times do I tell you, like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for watching a Spanish movie tonight or something just because. Your brain's going to have to work. Right, right. Like we usually try to watch a lot. Didn't we watch one this week? Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, which one, what was that one called? Emparazados? Emparazados. Emparazados, which we is... We are pregnant. We are pregnant, yeah. It was a cute, it was a comedy kind of rom-com, I would, we would call it in mm-hmm. America. But it was cute. It was... I, that was such a hard word for me to say when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Emparazada? Yeah, people would say... Or emparazada? Yeah. Was that in Spain? How they yeah. Say it? Yeah, I would always try to <laughs> tell people and I was just like, 
Como se dice expecting again? Like I remember I asked mm. that so many times, but mm -hmm. that was a cute movie. I don't know if someone recommended that. I think I just found that. Yeah, yeah. I think you just found it. It was on Netflix. HBO or something like that. One of those free... It was Netflix or HBO. Oh, I think it was actually HBO, but mm -hmm. I will say I I um highly recommend turning your TV like all those things into Spanish because it recommends you really good. Yeah. Pelicules. Yeah, it, it was a good movie. It was new. Um, and when we get to this week, I'll learn. I'll, you know, throw some of the things. Oh, out do you, that did you write saw. down some of the vocab? Yeah, yeah, I did. Some of it was perfect. Um, new to me. Some of it was not new to me. So. And I forget, was that one Spain Spanish or Spain? La it was Spain Spanish. Yeah, they were in Madrid. A lot of the ones that we're recently watching, like the newer ones, seem to be Spain. More, I think they, that just seems to be more common, you know? It's it's almost like well, I have some it's really, a popular place for movies to be made. Yeah, the last time we talked about movies, I got some really good recommendations from a few people. Thanks, you know, for emailing in and giving us some mm -hmm. recommendations because we love getting recommendations for new movies. Because a lot of times when we search, maybe it's not that interesting of or a movie. Or a really dumb movie. Or yeah, something, but, you know? but when we get recommendations, they tend to be really good. So I would recommend this one for sure. Yeah, it was good. And and yeah, like I said, you know, when we first started watching it, it was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't even understand. But then about a few minutes in, all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, okay, I can follow along. Mm -hmm. I can get what they're saying. Yeah. And you're getting yeah. like a lot of the... Because sometimes they talk so fast that it's like, it's really hard to pick out. But once your once your ears kind of well get used to it, then it's like, oh, okay, now I can, now I can hear it. And I think a lot of it in that one that movie the first scene they're in a bar and it's super casual and it's oh. a, it's three guys talking yeah yeah and so that makes a lot difference than if they're he he's at work talking and it's quiet there's not background noise. yeah i think it had a lot to do with like they were just being super chummy and casual with each other and so it was like you know a million times faster than mm -hmm. once he got and he was like on a date or he was yeah, yeah, yeah. in a different setting it, I think that's why that first 10 minutes we were like, huh? oh, I don't know if we can watch this movie. But It was good, though. It was good. We Do you remember, um, what was it, yesterday? That family we met at breakfast. Uh -huh. We went uh, just to the beach yesterday, and we went and ate breakfast, and this family was behind us, and they had, I thought they just had one kid, but turns out they have twins, a boy and girl twins, and they instantly wanted to like introduce their son to Jack. They, I didn't realize this, but they had heard us speaking Spanish to Jack, mm -hmm. and that's why he started to come over because they are speak. This is gonna blow you away. They are introducing their twins that are just you know 15 months old mm -hmm. to three languages. Mm -hmm. So the only language spoken at home is um, Hebrew because mm -hmm. they're Israeli. Yeah, they're Israeli, and the the mother and father live here, and the grandparents were visiting from mm -hmm. Israel. And so she, she sounded like she, she was from here exactly. and he was from Israel. He was a hundred percent Hebrew fine. So she's probably Jewish or whatever. Yeah. You know, her Hebrew that, was learned it that way. Really good. But her accent was not, um, strong. Uh -huh. And then him, obviously his accent, his accent was super strong mm -hmm. and he was just so much fun to talk to because he really enjoyed that we were teaching Jack Spanish and that we learned Spanish. He said, oh gosh, I wish I would have learned Spanish or I wish I would have learned another language. It was so yeah. hard for me and that's so good. And we were just talking about how it is raising kids bilingual. And I saw a lot of the same things we do with Jack. Like they definitely repeated both in English and Spanish because a lot of times when I go out and someone's like has a dog or something, I'm like, Jack, you know, and I say, un perro. And then at the same time, I'm like, 
they're going to say doggy and I just want him to understand it's both. Mm -hmm. And so they would say stuff in Hebrew and then switch to English. And it was really, that seems like such a more tasking language to learn, but maybe. Well, but not if you grew up in it. Yeah, I know. It just seemed like I just heard them talking. Like the mom spoke it. Uh, it sounded fluent to me when she was speaking Hebrew. For yeah, definitely. You know, so, so she probably grew up either with her parents speaking it at home or going to a Jewish school where they yeah. spoke it or whatever. And even him, the dad had lived here. I think he said he lived here somewhere up towards eight to ten years, and he said, you know, without being prompted or anything, he said, "And Spanish is almost more common here than yeah. English." Well, and and he meant the U.S. Like it's becoming. Spanish is becoming such a more spoken language than, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously everyone still speaks English, but yeah, even him, you know, I said, are you going to try to learn Spanish? And he said, yeah, we have a nanny that speaks Spanish to the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, really as we've talked to other people, like just having that part time or that nanny is not always necessarily enough. You right. know, the parents aren't going to learn from just that. The kids will maybe, but I don't know if the parents will. Yeah, probably not. Just like solely from you, that? You, you have to, because you, your brain is so stuck in its way at this point that you need to really sit down and force it to try to forge new yeah, uh, ways of understanding language. Absolutely. Yeah. What else did you find? You told me earlier you wanted to, you read an article or something. That's, oh, I read that one too, that someone passed on to us. Uh, I don't know someone passed on to us, but there was an interesting one in an, on an NPR site um, yep. yeah. about brain benefits of bilingual education. Yep. And there are six of them, and they have these studies that they cite and all that, and they talk about attention and how it helps you pay attention when you have to speak multiple languages. And their example is when you have to say goodbye to you know your mom or whatever and then adios to your your friend that speaks spanish you have to really like focus in about when to speak and and when not to speak so paying attention is a big benefit or another benefit of being bilingual i fully agree with that one because i i think i was telling you in the car the other day that when i'm at work i I do have like one or two spanish-speaking people at work that i can talk to but for the most part I have to catch myself because I want to respond in Spanish a lot. And I think it's because it's a lot of things that are really, you know, flow off the tongue, easy to say, like, no Mm -hmm. say, like, I don't know, or where is, you know, things like that. But I do, I slow down a little bit and I'm like, and it's not that I don't want to say it in Spanish. It's just that who I'm speaking to doesn't speak Spanish. So I don't want to be that person that's like, why is she speaking Spanglish all day? You know? Yeah. So some of the other things that I thought were interesting from this article were uh, the empathy piece and saying that uh, children that are raised bilingual have to figure out kind of which language to use with which person. So they tend to be more aware of kind of the social cues. And and as a result, they're just kind of level of intelligence and understanding other people and how to uh, connect with them, which is kind of what empathy is all about and understand them is is heightened yeah um i hope know. too it takes away that barrier of someone's talking weird you know just mm-hmm. if you hear somebody speaking a different language when you're a kid and you only know one language you don't really maybe know anything about language you know you're five six seven years old it just to someone else it could sound weird mm-hmm. I, I really think that's one thing i would love to see yeah it opens up diversity mm-hmm. it, it really opens up your eyes to there's there's more out there you know i i do feel and, you know, I don't know if other countries are as uh, strong as, as we are in the United States about this, but we have this sort of 
uh, nationalist kind of view that like we're the only country in the world that matters and that no one else is really out there. And that's because a lot of people don't travel from here, right? There's right. there's people that do, but then there's a lot of people in, in, in this country that don't ever leave the country. So they never see another place or maybe they go to a sandals resort or something. They, they don't they don't actually go experience these other cultures. So they don't know like the world is a big place and there are many different ways of life and there are many different languages and different customs. And so their eyes aren't open to outsider opinions or views. They only see their their side, right? They're like in a bubble. And so definitely learning a second language or being raised bilingual is going to force that on you, right? Because for one, you're speaking multiple languages, which instantly teaches you that, wow, there's multiple cultures out there. There are different ways of communicating. And so whatever uh, kind of beliefs or things that are rooted in the ground here aren't like that everywhere, right? So just because something's true here doesn't mean it's true everywhere. It's really, really enlightening, I think, that, you know, for a kid to, to understand that at a young age. It's funny to also meet people that are overly cultured and know, like, five, four to five languages. Like, I met, or you were with me, we met that German, um, that German boy. I think it was actually two Germans. And they, yeah, yeah. And was it in Madrid? And they... They were very educated, very cultured, and they were like, I remember they were taken aback a little bit by some of the people that they met that didn't know anything but Spanish. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, that is so normal. That's a normal life for us. <laughs> like when we're in, in America, it's very common. You don't meet people that speak multiple languages. If I meet someone that speaks multiple languages, it's because they're not from here. They're from Israel. They're from Madrid. Yeah. They're from... They grew up in a place that had multiple yeah, languages. Yeah, Sweden. Like, I would say it's much more common that the people we run across, it's because they're from somewhere else. Like, mm -hmm. if you're just born and raised in the States, in the United States, yeah, right. Not very yeah, many. Yeah, you don't really have an incentive so to... It was so, and depending I it was, on where you live, this isn't a very multicultural... Country, yeah you know it was so funny i remember thinking it was so like kind of oh like it was so cute that he was like i can't believe it you know and i was like well <laughs> some people are much more cultured before that i mean to be 19 and already have a view on that like i wasn't there at that age like right. i didn't know multiple languages or travel much like you know mm -hmm. my family just didn't raise me like yeah, that e so. even growing up in a place that has a large hispanic population you don't view that population as a different culture that has a whole world around it you just view it as like a subculture of your own culture right it's like oh there's just little like they're like a gang or something it's like a group of people right it's not like oh yeah there's this like you know 25 countries that all have this like latin culture where you know that little portion of your population come from so yeah there's um there's a lot out there you know and spanish is one of those where it's it's and maybe we'll look up some some data on that about how how many countries speak it because um, I, I remember seeing this something before about what is the most common language in the world and you is know it Chinese well if you yeah or the if, most spoken well if you go by what language is spoken by the most people as their native language uh, I believe it was Chinese and then it was because of the population of of China, China yeah, yeah and then I think it was Hindi for India, oh, and then Arabic, and then 
probably English after that. I forget. Uh, but Spanish Spanish wasn't wasn't that high up there. But if you look at like the number of countries that speak Spanish, I think that would be really high, right? Because like num number of different countries that speak Arabic, I don't know, maybe there's a dozen, right? Yeah. Number of countries that speak Chinese, there's like, I don't know, I guess if you include Hong Kong and some of those places, maybe like three, five, maybe. So if you look at all that, you know, in English, there's like, what, two? No, no there's maybe like four or five. English speaking countries? Yeah, that is where it's the... the Dominant, dominant language you know here in england is one or two i guess it's so interesting to me because i feel like a lot of people i meet from somewhere else learned english yeah in school they, they, they do just they because do. it must just mean that there's such a big presence well, of the u.s throughout english is the language of of business right oh, it's the language of finance that's right that's right it's yeah. the language of the internet like if you want to write an app for an iphone even if it's an an, an app for uh an arabic speaking person it's the code you write is written in English Got because it. Okay. we invented the internet and the iPhone and apps and all that stuff, right? So it's all written in English. So English is definitely the most spoken language in the world or the most understood. But if you look at like the places where that is the, the native language, you know, English, there's like what here and, and England. And then there's maybe a handful of other little ones that used to be English colonies that still speak it as their primary language. Like Panama is one where... There is Panamanian, but I think English is also considered, you know, a native language to there. Things like that, right? But then if you look at Spanish, it's like all of oh, Central God. and South America, with the exception of Brazil, whatever. And, you know, Mexico, part of North America. Uh, and then Spain. So there's like, you know, I don't know, 30 plus countries right there that speak it. Right. So if you look at like the number of places you can go where you can get by with this language, I think... Um, Spanish is ranks pretty well. Yeah, and even my client just got back from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, did, you know, he doesn't speak Spanish, but I said, you know, if I went there, could I speak Spanish? He's like, yeah. He's like, everyone speaks English. It's a U.S. Yeah, it's um, part of the U.S. Yeah, it's part of the U.S. So everyone speaks English, but totally, like, if you want to speak yeah, Spanish, people would like, understand. Yeah. yeah. And, but like, even, um, yeah, so Puerto Rico, the Dominican. So you have all the way down to South America, even to the islands and stuff, too. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of, of Spanish speaking countries. Yep. I have a list of places we need to go to practice our Spanish. <laughs> it's a reason to travel yep. to more places. That is. We need to do more of that. Mm -hmm. All right. So you ready for This Week I Learned? Yeah. Yeah. We'll be right back with This Week I Learned. Welcome back to This Week I Learned. Uh, you want to kick it off for us? Sure. So from the movie we watched, there were some fun ones that uh, I got. And remember, these are Spain Spanish. Right. So que guay, which I knew this one before. Guay means cool. Oh, yeah. So yeah, how yeah. cool? Que guay. Um, and and is that G, like G-U-A-Y? Yeah. G okay, que yeah. guay. Um, one that I thought was really interesting was... Um, you can say, like, someone can say, mucho gusto, and you can say, encantada. Encantada, like, encantar is to love something, but encantada is, like, like very nice to meet you. Oh, it, really? Yeah. Because mucho gusto is nice to meet you. Right, right. It, it, mucho gusto is, like, it is a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Sort of, right? And you can say, like, el gusto es mío, right? Like, the pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine, is mine. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, but, yeah, I thought that one was kind of interesting. Encantada, encantoro. Um, and then no quiero fea, 
which means I don't want to blow it. What? Yeah, like no Fea kiero. Fea is like, ugly, I thought. Fea, it, it also means it, it's kind of like screw it up, like hmm. stuff like that. So. so it's like a slang kind of in but it, it's a phrase. Spain? It's a oh, phrase. okay, it's yeah. a phrase. Yeah, it's not necessarily the, the words, but something I learned for sure. Tuturno. Oh, see? Yeah. No mas? No mas. Ah, oh, see. Okay, so <laughs> this is one that has been plaguing me for a long time. The the whole lemon y limon. Uh-huh. So it where we live my whole life, I've always had limes and lemons. I've had a fruit that is green and a fruit that is yellow, and they're both citrus, and you use them for very different things, right? Like lemonade, you make, you can mm -hmm. make limeade, you can make lemonade. They're similar, but yeah, they're Similar, different. but very different. Like, you yeah. you know, when you go to a restaurant, most restaurants across the U.S., you get a lemon in your water. It's like horseradish or whipped cream. They may look the same, but they are definitely not. <laughs> yeah, very different. But these are <laughs> totally... Story coming in a future episode. Yeah, thanks for bringing that one up. But <laughs> So this, this is just something that's been so funny, and I never really realized until I started really learning Spanish... That there is no word to differentiate right. lemon and lime because limon is how they say lemon or uh -huh. lime. That's because that's all they had. Right. So I was I kind of got to the bottom of it because we were running into situations with our nanny that limon amarillo. Well, I asked her. I said, verde. but that's not what they would say. No. No. Uh. Uh. Say? That's just what we say. Me and Edison. you. So I was asking her about it, and I started talking to a bunch of people, and they're like, well, we just didn't have lemons. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't an, a word for lemon. So limon, which is so similar to lemon. So if you hear, if you're English speaking and you hear that, you could get very confused. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like th there's literally, even Patty makes kind of scrunches her face like, what would you use a lemon for? Like she's just <laughs> like, what? Cocktails? Like she's like, what would you use it for? So... Um, so around our house, we say, you know, limon amarillo or limon, just limon. Mm -hmm. And I say limon amarillo, amarillo just because I use lemon a lot, right? Like for cooking sure. and everything. So I would love to hear your guys' thoughts if you've ever run into a situation where you've been wanting to have a lemon and you got a lime instead. or Because under my knowledge, what I found out is most of Latin America and South America, there's no lemon present. And so they don't really have a word for lemon that is mm -hmm. different. Uh, in Spain, I'm not sure because there's lemons all over Europe. I just don't know if in Spain they say it different. But in right where we are in close to Norte de Mexico, like other than because in the U.S. we use lemons, like most people were raised just limon. Limon is the, the citrus they use and they don't understand why you would use any other citrus <laughs> That's kind of how it yeah. comes down to, like, why would you use the lemon? It just, you know, hasn't turned green yet or something. Like, Okay, well, Google Translate's telling me something here, but I do want to hear uh, what people actually say. Yeah, the whole lima thing. Lima is lime, and limon is actually a lemon. Yeah, you know, th this is something that I think is very cultural because I've yeah. never heard anyone say lima, It's uh -huh. but it's a, it's a city in Peru. Like, yeah. I don't know, so it must be... It, a word. Yeah, yeah, it must be a word. But I did the same thing. If you look up Lime on Translate, mm -hmm. this is where Translate doesn't make sense, right? Because it doesn't really... It needs to have more uh, localized type yeah. definitions, right? Yeah, because Limon is is definitely Lime. And it's anywhere you go, it's, you know, Hugo de Limon. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's very common. And 
but here we just kind of differentiate it by by just saying lemon, I guess, you know. But yeah. Lima, I'm not I'm not positive. So I I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that because I've asked a ton of people and most everyone I've asked is either from Central America or Mexico, mm-hmm. and all of them are like, yeah, no, we never grew up having a lemon. Yeah, We don't right. cook with lemon. I don't even, I, when they come here and someone says, do you want lemon in your water? They mm-hmm. kind of are like, oh, no. But if you have lime, you know, yeah. I'll take a lime. Which, by the way, that is, lime is so much better in water. I like it. Maybe it's just because we're so used to having lemon. Yeah. But lemon in water, to me, tastes gross. Now. I think lemon in water tastes gross to me because we've literally had it for so long. It's like soap. And what happens is... Every restaurant, every little shop has lemons in a little container, the same container that they like wipe with the bleach water thing. And so I feel like that's exactly like I feel like lemons just taste sterilized now from having them at restaurants and then they throw it inside your water. So, yeah, lime just tastes different to us in fresher. But claro. <laughs> the the whole, you know, the whole lemon and limon thing, though, I don't know. It's it's nuts. <laughs> uh, I was going to say this for. New Year's, but I would just love to share this because it is kind of something really funny about how important the Enye is <laughs> in the language. So when you learn a new language and they have an alphabet and just one letter's off like the Enye, use it. So when you look up, uh, you know, Happy New Year, it's Feliz Año. Año means year. It's, it has an Enye. I had a bunch of letters on a banner and we were hosting a big New Year's party and we had cheers. We put cheers above our fireplace and it had some extra letters. And I said, oh, we should put Happy New Year in Spanish somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or actually, you came up with the idea. And so I strung it up and, you know, I knew that it was an Enya, but I also didn't really, I didn't, I didn't grasp how important it was to have, to use an Enya because <laughs> I just filled it in with an N. So if you're Spanish speaking and you know this, you know how funny it is that I use the word ano instead of año. <laughs> so I posted it a last year and one of my spanish speaking friends was like happy butt like that's what you mean yeah well that's what it means well it's okay it means anus (laughs) (laughs) thank you but that's what she basically was like uh you definitely need the enya you definitely need the accent (laughs) above it and i was like maybe we're just wishing people happy (laughs) colon for the new year i mean i think that's something nice to wish somebody no i think it was just funny that <laughs> total like gringo mistake yeah. <laughs> all right guys thanks thanks for listening today i hope everyone's enjoying their diciembre i know it's gonna fly by and the holidays will be here in a second but we'll see you next week adios gracias por escuchar y nos vemos el próximo episodio Hey guys, thanks for listening. You can find full show notes and images from today's episode at BreakingEspanol.com. We appreciate you listening and would love to see you back here again, so be sure to subscribe now. We have new episodes weekly. Thanks and see you next time. Adios.